Hello, everybody. Welcome to It Was Tuesday with your host, James Chen, a.k.a. Jay Chenzor. Obviously, uh, a lot of cool things happening here in the fighting game community. But, of course, Street Fighter VI kind of dominating the conversation. I even saw someone tweet out that ever since Street Fighter VI came out, they haven't seen any Gear, Guilty Gear Strive tech on their, uh, on their timelines and such. Obviously, it is dominating the conversation. Everybody's been playing it like crazy. And so, uh, sure enough, we've got another week here to talk about Street Fighter VI uh, on the show here. And then uh, when I reboot my machine to fix my camera, I forgot to turn on my overlay control. So I cannot change my topics right now. Let us do this as soon as there we are. Ah, there we go. All right. So let's talk some more about Street Fighter VI. And um, Street Fighter VI, uh, again, barely out, less than three weeks. But uh, people uh, are playing it a lot. I swear the advancement of this game has just been ridiculous. It's crazy. Like, Street Fighter V, if you guys remember, took a while before we figured out how to play the game. And I think it was because it was the first Street Fighter in this current esports era. It was the first brand new Street Fighter. Oh, uh, whoa, thank you, Pressure Combos. And now here you are. Yay! <laughs> uh, um... But uh, the way that it, uh, you know, when Street Fighter V came out, everybody was still trying to play it like Street Fighter IV. We didn't understand how a lot of it worked in terms of, like, the turns taking and all that stuff like that. So a lot of people were kind of playing Street Fighter V incorrectly at first. In fact, you know, uh, if you remember when Street Fighter V first came out, one of the first dominating players was Infiltration with Nash. And by the end of the year, everyone was talking about how good Nash was. Oh my god, Nash is so good. And then Nash got nerfed. But even before he got nerfed in Season 2, all the Nash players stopped winning. <laughs> After Evo, when Infiltration won and L.I. Joe got top 8 with Nash, Nash disappeared. He just he vanished. And in fact, that Capcom Cup, if you remember, Infiltration went 0-2 at Capcom Cup with Nash. Um, the meta changed very drastically and it was really starting in season two. Uh, yeah, actually it might have been a lot of the input delay reduction as well, uh, says Cash Cabal. So uh, that probably was a, a factor in there, but even still, the game changed very, very much uh, by the time we got to season two. Uh, when we got to season two, we started figuring out more about the game. The game was more about the turns, and we started to understand it. And remember, we also lost the jump back throw OS tech as well. But regardless, uh, the meta changed drastically, and the way that we were playing Street Fighter V in year one is very different than how we were playing Street Fighter V by year two. It was a very different game by then. Obviously, Street Fighter VI is three weeks old, there's still a heavy chance that it's going to change very drastically. Uh, but I don't think it's going to take a year because I feel like people are just, they're so good at sussing out what's like really, really good 
in this game really early. Obviously, we're not using a lot of drive parries, for example, and I think that's one of the things that's going to get better. I know a lot of people are very bad at drive gauge management, which we'll be getting better at as we go. I mean, for the players out there who have somehow already been playing the game for seven months, you know, um, like you can definitely tell that they have better understanding of drive gauge management, etc., etc., and they, some of them have already advanced to more advanced uh, parry tech as well. So, uh, you know, the game will obviously change as we continue to go. But, I mean, right now, I feel like we have a pretty good grasp. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, holy sock. Uh, criticism has uh, been heavy on every fighting game on launch. In fact... You know, people are talking about the negativity about people talking about Street Fighter 6. Dude, the negativity towards Street Fighter 6 is nothing. <laughs> is nothing. Man, Street Fighter 6, I mean, for all the people kind of talking about stuff right now, you know, it's still really, really, really well received. In fact, I very rarely see anyone saying much negativity about Street Fighter 6. Most of the negativity towards Street Fighter 6, so yeah, this is a little bit of a clickbaity title here. The honeymoon phase is not really over. People are still really enjoying the game, and most criticisms are like, I really like the game. I just think they could tweak this a little, you know? I think it would be better if, you know? But man, compared to... What Street Fighter V went through, what Street Fighter IV went through, man, those games were just, I mean, it was just, like, people were, like, they, people were angry. Like, even though Street Fighter IV helped bring back and usher in the Street Fighter era, and we were all glad to get a new game, man, you should have heard everybody bitching about Ultra Combos when the game came out, dude. Like that game, like Ultra Combos, like comeback mechanics were such a big deal. Everyone hated Ultras. Like what, you get rewarded for losing? You get to drain half my life for losing? <laughs> right? I mean, Ultra Combos were the bane of people's existence for the longest of time. People were angry, angry. And then, you know, obviously, you know, if you get... If you come, oh, dude, Sagat, Sagat was a problem. Everybody was complaining about how strong Sagat was. Uh, but Elena's heal was very, very late, very late. So that doesn't that, that doesn't count in that situation. But you know, a lot of people who came from Third Strike, like I had people. I mean, one of the reasons why I got so so negative towards Third Strike is because one particular Third Strike player kept pointing out how dumb everything in Street Fighter 4 was because it wasn't Third Strike. Like, literally, he was like, look, if I start blocking this Ultra, I can let go of the controller and keep blocking. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, you know that Third Strike is like the only Street Fighter game where this doesn't happen, right? You, you, you realize that every Street Fighter game has absolute guard except for Third Strike, right? <laughs> right? And he was like, doesn't matter. It's stupid in Street Fighter 4. And I was like, oh my god. Please. Oh, shoot. Oh, what's up, Gerald? What's going on? And so, like... The hatred for Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5 were massive on release. Trust me, they definitely 
definitely were there. And so all of the negativity towards Street Fighter VI right now isn't even that serious. Like, I think most people are pretty happy with the game. Like, I just saw a thread from Leffen, and he was like, man, I, this needs to change, this needs to change, this needs to change. Last tweet in that thread was, but don't get me wrong, this is like the best like fighting game launch in like forever. <laughs> so like clearly like the, I like the game. Uh, I just think that a few of these things need to be changed is really what it comes down to. So yeah, uh, a lot of people, yeah, modern controls is good. I've seen, okay, let's, let's, let's do this in a little more organized fashion here. Let's talk about some of the things that people are complaining about so we can just kind of address these one by one because obviously the last two weeks here on Ultra Chen TV has just been like rainbows and puppies, Street Fighter Six, <laughs> you know, and uh, we, let, let's address some of the things that some people are having issues with. Um, so, uh, modern controls. Modern controls. <laughs> There's the thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, modern controls is something that some people are actually complaining about. Some people are feeling like that, 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 that modern controls should be banned from, oh my god, my fidgeting. I destroyed Optimus Prime's axe. Uh, a lot of people are saying that they feel like modern controls should be, should actually be banned from tournaments and from ranked mode, etc., etc., that they just feel like it's completely unfair. And uh, while there is some, you know, debates for that right now, especially with the level one supers, the level one supers are like one of the things that uh, has uh, really caused a lot of players some uh, concern, right? Because there is invincibility on those. And so a lot of people are using the invincibility on the level one supers, which you could just do just by walking around. Uh, actually makes it a little bit powerful, right? But again, modern controls do lose a lot of things, like they lose certain buttons, etc., etc. I just don't feel like we have any proof <laughs> yet that modern controls is too strong. Some people have said Tokido has been messing with modern Luke. Of course he's going to mess with modern Luke. If you're Tokido and you're serious about winning, you're going to try everything, right? Mike Watson won a tournament in Street Fighter Alpha using Easy Mode Ken because he found out how broken Easy Mode Ken was. Uh, yeah, so of course you're gonna try modern controls because you gotta find out how powerful everything is. You gotta try everything, right? You'd be foolish not to try uh, anything. And yeah, like Mike Lee says, like legit Easy Mode Ken was actually broken was actually broken. One of these days, I'm gonna have to do a whole stream showing people why Easy Mode Ken is broken, dude, cause uh, he was kinda dumb. Um, but, uh, you know, you gotta experiment, but people are saying that Tokido's trying everything. It's not like he switched to modern and that's all he's doing now, right? He's playing everything, including modern Ken and class, I mean, modern Luke and classic Luke, etc., etc. So I just don't see any proof right now, right? I mean, the only thing that I could say is maybe Zangief was balanced around modern controls. 
because Zangief, obviously, uh, everybody who uses Zangief right now is saying that Zangief's not very good. I've seen Stupendous basically call him garbage. I know Snake Eyes, last time I was on his stream, even though they're winning, like they're complaining about the character, like this character is just really not very good. And so all the Zangief players are having frustrations, but maybe he's balanced around modern controls. Maybe Walking 720 was just so powerful that they uh, balanced him around that instead. Uh, they're not really hybrid controls, Harv. Basically, if you play modern controls, you have the ability to also do the motions for the special move. However, when you have characters with overlapping inputs, uh, then sometimes you don't get access to certain strengths of special moves. So I know, for example, Ryu only has access to medium Tatsu and only has access to medium Donkey Kick because Fireball Motion plus Special Move Button gives you a Fireball and that overlaps with the Donkey Kick. So doing the shortcut for Donkey Kick is the only way you can do it. And so the only way, the one that you have access to is the medium one, for example. So you can do actual fireball motions in modern controllers to get light, medium, and heavy fireballs for Ryu, for example, without any damage penalty. So even though modern has an 80% damage penalty on their special moves, if you do the full motion, you get the full damage, but you just don't have access to all of the, uh, the moves. You just don't have access to all of them. So, uh, as a result, uh, there are still some limitations for modern controls. So, as much as everybody's complaining about modern controls, yeah, they might be strong, they might be good, having level 1 supers blast through everything, but level 1 supers already don't do a lot of damage, as it is, right? And having an 80% deficit on them is pretty significant, and so... If you're using level 1 supers all the time to blow through things constantly for 80% of the actual damage that it's already doing, that means you also don't have access to level 3s. And we've already seen in high level play that there are a lot of rounds that end in level 3s. <laughs> there was a lot of rounds. There have been so many rounds that have ended in a level 3. Yeah, it's not Donkey Kick's not the official name. Uh, Joden, Jodan Shoguto Geri is the official name from the third, from the Street Fighter three days. The Jodan, it's like the, the, the side chest kick or something like that. Uh, but we've just all called it the donkey kick. I don't know why. That's just what it's been called. I've never, I never understand what people name things. None of it ever makes any sense. Uh, but in any case, uh, I don't believe right now we have any reason to believe that there's anything wrong with modern controls. So, uh, I don't think modern controls is a real issue right now. And like I said, this is just from what we're seeing right now. And of course the top players are all going to be classic players. So we're not seeing any modern. Some kid all of a sudden who just learned fighting games for the first time through modern controls but has always had a fighting game brain just didn't want to do the motions now might start coming in and destroying everybody and then everybody's gonna get mad when modern kid comes out of nowhere and starts owning everybody up and winning all the majors and everyone's like i told you modern's cheap like <laughs> definitely could happen at some point in time so 
people call so Kev Amati says people calling for modern controls to be bad are missing the entire point of their implementation. It's literally Street Fighter trying to evolve, and something can't evolve if it isn't let out into the wild. Let them be used in competition. Let them be tweaked. Let them eventually become something better if need be. Right. It could absolutely turn out that the modern controls just end up being like crap. Right. <laughs> so I think I think it's uh, I think it's fine right now. We just we just have no proof that modern controls is too strong. Just none, 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 none. Absolutely none. Like that's the thing is we just need the proof. We can't go by feelings, right? Like as much as I sit here and say Zangief sucks, if I make a real tier list not affected by my salt, I would have Zangief in C tier and Zangief might not even be the worst character listed in, in my tier list. Like I might put somebody else lower than him, but just my personal experience and my salt <laughs> will put Zangief in his own tier at the very, very bottom. So again, um, uh, I mean, the thing about modern controls, the, 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 the easiest way to nerf and buff it is just to change the output damage, right? Lower, if it sort of turns out too strong, lower the percentage to 75%. They have a really easy out to balancing modern controls right now. So uh, that's definitely uh, a way they can balance it. So, but yeah, that is true. If you nerf it too much, you're nerfing a lot of new players. And it's one of the reasons why they want it to be legal. Because it does allow a lot of people to get into the game. So, um... Uh, I remember in another game, WWF Warzone for PS1 had fighting game inputs to do moves and it was fine for what it was, but after the PS1 SmackDown games came along and made the moves more simplified, it became more fun. Yeah, it also just depends on the game, Rugal, uh, AVP. Like, honestly, fighting games, I feel like, uh, like, for example, I keep saying Cammy doing Stand Fierce into Charged uh, Cannon Spike into Level 3 Super feels so good. One, it helps because Cammy's charge into DP animation just has this beautiful flip to it that feels good that when you see it come out as you're doing the motion to the super, it flows and it feels really good and everything like that. There's just something to be said for those of us who are used to motions that it just feels really, really fun. So uh, I enjoy the motions. Like I feel like if I played modern, I would just... Like, it would feel bad, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, uh, but again, uh, Harves asks, almost three weeks, I'm wondering if new and amateur players can catch up with the master. <coughs> Excuse me. Master and pro players at the moment. How long will it be till we see an even playing field? It's a pipe dream. Pipe dream, Harv. It's never, never going to happen. Never going to happen. Um, the playing field will never be even. The amateurs, new and amateur players, may eventually catch up to the master and pro players. But that doesn't mean we have an even playing field. That just means they got to that point and now they will blow up. Uh, new and amateur players. In fact, we should never have a fighting game designed, uh, especially one that's competitive like this, 
so that the playing field is even. That's that's a thing that has been tried many times, you know, dumbing down games. That's why in Mario Kart we have things like blue shells and why and rubber band mechanics in racing games and why when you're in eighth place you get the star or the bullet bill more often than if you're in first place, right? The design is to make it so that skill is less of a factor. And we don't want to play that game. We don't want to play that game. Yeah, a lot of things are meant to dumb it down. Ultras were meant to dumb it down. Uh, MVC2. The entire existence of games like Street Fighter Alpha 1 and Marvel vs. Capcom 2 were designed to dumb down fighting games. Everything in Street Fighter Alpha is about as dumbed down as you can possibly imagine. Air blocking, alpha counters, you know, chain combos, etc. Marvel versus Capcom 2. I hit one button and I get an invincible Captain Commando that shoots the entire screen, the entire height of the screen. And if I hit two buttons, I do three supers and everyone explodes, etc., etc. Oh, MVC2, you don't even realize Rugal was designed to be one of the most dumbed-down fighting games in existence. Like, it was literally designed to be a very fun, mashy kind of fest. But this is the, this is the point that I'm trying to get to, is that every time you try to do that, you end up with Easy Mode Ken. <laughs> you end up with Easy Mode Ken. Again, the analogy that everyone always gets is that you give someone a sniper rifle in real life, and sure, they're going to be able to shoot something far away a lot easier, and they'll be able to defeat opponents that they, that, you know, if you give them a handgun and they're like hiding around and you spot them and they don't spot you, you can clearly kill them, and you might not be as skilled as the gunman. But the thing about it is you give a professional sniper that rifle, and that professional sniper will destroy every amateur sniper out there right no matter what tool you put into a fighting game all of the uh pros are going to be able to use those tools better than you can there's just no real way to unless you do rng or just make stuff that's clearly op like lightning or bullet bills and mario karts there's very little you can actually do to make a, a fighting game dumbed down the, the, the concept of trying to dumb down fighting games I don't think exists. Street Fighter V was supposed to be a dumbed down fighting game, right? It was supposed to be the simple fighting game, right? We made everything as easy as possible. And in the end, like by adding the input buffer, right? They added input buffer in there because everyone complained about one frame links. I hate 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 that pros can do it and I can't. Okay, input buffer. They put an input buffer in the game, turn Street Fighter V into the hardest fighting game in the Street Fighter franchise series. Because of the input buffer trying to solve the one frame link problem, it emphasized frame data in Street Fighter V to the nth degree and made Street Fighter V a memorization game and a numbers game and more difficult to play than every other Street Fighter game in existence. Their attempt to dumb down the game made it harder to play. So again, all the ideas of people trying to dumb things down never really works the way that they want it to. <laughs> Very rarely works the way they want it to. Yeah, there's no defensive mechanics. That definitely uh, is a thing as well. But 
honestly, it's the same kind of situation though, because the frame data is still going to be king because of that, right? It's it's always frame data matters way more in games with input buffers. That's why they were always super important in Tekken and Virtua Fighter, because you expect everyone to punish everything perfectly every single time. You expect people to be able to frame kill, to get precise meaties every single time. Like right now in Street Fighter VI, if I hit you with Kimberly's strong, fierce run slide, I can almost be guaranteed that 99.5% of the times if I do double dash into heavy kick, I will hit you with a proper meaty timing. That just didn't exist in Street Fighter 4. That didn't exist in Street Fighter 3. Like, you know, uh, all the old games, it wasn't like that. It, you just didn't have that ability. You could count on human error to cause any problems. So, again, the, the attempts to dumb things down very rarely results in a dumbed down game. <laughs> that's, that's just my point right now. That's just my point. At, at this time so uh, I feel like we need to see extensive changes in the meta a large quantity of people doing well with modern before energy, any changes should be made to modern if one guy places consistently high with modern controls the community react with C modern is busted and conflate uh, modern kid equals busted yeah with modern controls equals busted absolutely if someone starts to do well with modern controls we can't assume it for anything like right now it's safer to say that hitbox the controller is more advantageous than modern controls because everybody's playing on a hitbox now. <laughs> like, nobody plays on a joystick anymore, dude. Like, I swear to God, nobody plays on a joystick anymore. Uh, if one person is succeeding with modern, that doesn't mean anything, right? If all of the top players switch to modern, that's the key right there. If Tokido and Daigo and Mena RD and Punk and uh, Idom and everybody eventually switch to modern controls, then we have the ability to discuss it. So that that's that's the key right there. That's the main thing, right? So it's not just if one person succeeds at it. It's if everybody ends up succeeding more because everybody switches to it. So that's how we know whether Modern Controls is broken or not. <coughs> oh, I mean, G Justin's going to get to master with any character on anything. Like, he could definitely eventually learn how to get to master on a steering wheel controller, okay? Like, that's just Justin. <laughs> that's just Justin. <laughs> Justin, like, people don't realize how ridiculously smart Justin is. Like, nowadays, it's hard because he's content creator Justin, and, you know, people's memory of him in Street Fighter V is not the dominant Justin that we used to see back in the days. I will tell you this, Justin is on another level of fighting game genius than I have ever experienced. When he first moved to West Coast, remember, he lived with me, right? He rented my room uh, that Olaf is in right now, and so I got to play him a lot. And when I played Justin in fighting games, I had never... Ex I've played against John Choi's and Alex Vyze and stuff like that. But when I fought against Justin, it was just on another level. I'd never experienced beatdowns that bad in my life. It was just... It was the most ridiculous thing. It was absolutely... And one of the first tournaments he ever went to 
uh, in like Minnesota or someplace. It was someplace in the Midwest. He won first place in every game he entered, including KOF 2002 and Vampire Savior. And I was like, do you even play KOF 2002? He's like, I've never played it before. I just pretended it was KOF 98. Like, you guys have to understand, Justin is on a level that is unlike any other player you know, out there, except nowadays, obviously, we have more because the FGC is bigger, so we have the Sonic Foxes out there, etc., etc. Like, you guys don't realize, Alex Valle and Justin Wong were like Sonic Fox back then. Alex Valle was SoCal's best Tekken player. He won the Tekken Nationals in Tekken Tag, in Tekken Tag 1, if I'm not mistaken. It was a Tekken 3, one of those two. Alex Valle won the Tekken Nationals and he was also our best MVC2 player for the longest period of time. All at the same time, okay? Oh, it was Tekken Tag 1. Thank you for the confirmation. So he was a Tekken, Tekken Tag 1 national champion. He was the best at Street Fighter. And he was also dominating MVC2. Like, <laughs> there you go. Gerald still has that on tape. There you go. <laughs> you still have the Tekken Nationals that Vi won on tape. So again, like, you don't realize how strong these players were. We just see Vi nowadays, and he's Uncle Vi, and he's that guy with the Vi face and everything like that, and he runs Wednesday. Dude, like, that kid was more talented than you couldn't possibly imagine when Vi first showed on the scene. He was ridiculous. Justin Wong, when he first showed up on the scene, was ridiculous. The things that we say about players like Sonic Fox nowadays is what we were saying about them back then. Uh, honestly, these players were ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, again, I don't even know how we got into this topic here. But the point being is that you can't dumb down fighting games. Like, no matter how hard you try. Uh, I mean, I even saw some people talking about uh, they got their friends together and they were all playing Dive Kick. Two buttons designed to be simplified fighting games and one person was beating everyone else up and they all stopped playing because they weren't having fun anymore. Like, this is just how fighting games are, man. Like, it's so, like, it's so much more of fighting games is about mental and just being, and just no understanding it then then people want to give it credit for so um but yeah so modern controls until everybody switches to modern controls there is no evidence that modern controls is a problem until that is the sign it is not going to be when a kid wins a big tournament over a veteran with modern controls that is not how we decide modern controls is too strong. We decide modern controls is too strong when everybody abandons classic controls because modern controls obviously has too good of an advantage. That is the, that's what we have to see before we can deem that modern controls should be banned. But even by that point, it will probably get patched anyway. So we probably will never reach a situation where we need to ban it, to be honest with you. Yeah, when classic becomes legacy, that's when we go, huh, huh. Kind of like how joysticks, like I said, are kind of going by the wayside, right? Because everybody plays on hit. We had that Intel Cup this past week. 
uh, this past weekend that Vicious and I commentated. We had eight players in there. Punk, Item, uh, Mana RD, JB, not JB, uh, Nephew, 801 Strider, Toy, um, and uh, two other players. Uh, I, I can't remember the other two players right now. But uh, only one of them played on a joystick. Only a Knuckle Dew was there. Yeah, only one of them played on a joystick. Like, that's where we're at right now, right? So, and it's not even just the hitbox domination. Pad players, pad players. Uh, let me, oh, hold this one. Pad players. Pad players are uh, doing better than joystick players now, honestly. Uh, joysticks are probably the weakest of the control methods out of everything right now. Uh, if everyone switches to modern controls, couldn't an argument be made that the issue is out actually the inadequacy of classic controls? Yes! Absolutely, but then that comes to the point of what do we want to preserve, right? So, for example, with the input lag right now, you know, that Arturo has been shooting for, I've had this conversation with him a bunch of times. He's like, I can make the, 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 the input lag better and, like, we can react faster and everything like that. And, and my question was, but what is too far, <laughs> right? Isn't there a point where we want to stop because that's the intention? Right? If Street Fighter V and Street Fighter VI got to a point where we could tech throws on reaction, that actually breaks the game. That literally breaks the game. And we can't play them anymore until we patch it and lower the tech window. Right? So there is a question is on what, how far are things too efficient, right? So there is an argument that classic controls could be uh, inadequate or archaic, but at the same time, it just it's all depends on what the devs want to maintain, right? If you want to maintain the ability to play classic style and still keep up with modern. Think of it as the Puyo Puyo Tetris problem right now. They have the modes where Puyo Puyo goes up against Tetris and one of them is always like definitely better than the other and they keep patching it so they try to be more even but they're so different like it's hard to balance it properly etc etc so that's kind of what's going to happen with like classic and modern controls do you want them to be even or are you okay with classic controls just going away right if your goal is to make sure they'll be they're even then you will do what you can to keep them even that's just really that's just really what it is. Dude, the Tetris player was at a disadvantage, I think, at first, but right now I heard like the Buyo Buyo players like can't even fight Tetris at all or something like that. So um <laughs> thank you for so Kevamati says thank you for asking my question so earnestly. A lot of FGC streamers get super defensive about questions like this. Dude, why? <laughs> it's a legitimate question. These are things we have to ask ourselves. A year before the cross-up ever came out, before the, the a year before the cross-up ever came out, I said to Tekken players, I was like, we need to start thinking about what happens if someone makes a controller with directions on the right side of the controller. Because uh, look what I can do. And I just like... I basically used the PlayStation 4 accessibility options to switch what buttons did what, and I was doing electric, 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 and all the Tekken players were like, whatever, it'll never happen. <laughs> then the cross-up came out, and now I think the cross-up is banned in the Tekken scene. <laughs> but it took a while, and people were like, what should we do? Oh my God, what the? And I was like, dude, look, 
fighting games are advancing, man. Like, things change. Things change. And we're not going to get... Nothing is going to improve by us resisting the change, right? All we can do is, you know, try to balance it or accept the change. Those are the only real two options, right? So, you know, with the whole idea about the inadequacy of classic controllers, we either balance it so that they're even or we just accept our new modern control overlords and that's just the way Street Fighter plays. Now, obviously, that's going to have a lot of pushback. So more than likely, we will be, uh, the devs will be trying to maintain an equal balance between the two. So... And again, you know, I'm not saying that anyone needs a leverless, but uh, leverless obviously helps a lot of people, but then also hurts some people as well. There are players that I've seen that are just like, God, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And then, you know, Sejam, for example, famously almost destroyed his hands to the point where he couldn't even play fighting games for a couple of months because the hitbox gave him such bad carpal tunnel. And again, it just depends on how you play it. If you play close to your chest, the hitbox is going to destroy you because if you play close to your chest, this is how the hitbox makes you play. If you can play further away like this, the hitbox is great for you. So I'm suspecting Sejam was a close player. He probably put the thing right on his lap and played like this and has had his hands bent in this direction and it probably hurt his hands. All the players who are capable of playing a little bit further away can probably do the hitbox a little bit better, right? So it just really depends on who you are. Just use the control that works for you best. Now, if you're a pro player, if you're a person who's trying to win the million dollars like legit win the million dollars in Street Fighter 6 right now yeah maybe moving to the hitbox is probably a smart idea because it'll probably give you a ton of uh, good uh, advantages uh, I mean me and Ultra David have been saying this for years if we were pro players we would have switched David has done so because it helps him ergonomically because he created his own split box and everything like that. But I'm never going to a leverless controller. I have no reason to go to a leverless controller, right? I love using the joystick. I play perfectly fine on the joystick. The hitbox can certainly give me advantages, but I don't want to take the time to learn that. <laughs> I, I don't want to take the time to learn that. Yeah, and that's that. And Matt Mattism, that who says the modern controls standing 720 is wild to me, right? And the only reason why I think it's whatever is because Zangief's not very good. So <laughs> maybe they balance them around modern controls, honestly. Um, but I mean, if that's like the worst thing possible, you know, there's just so much worse that could happen that I don't think we'll see. Mm. All right, so that's the idea of modern controls over here. Um, yeah, so, yeah, but obviously doing standing 720 on a joystick, Mikely, is a very hard thing to learn as opposed to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Street Fighter VI Honeymoon and the community having active discussion, how about those stream charts player numbers? I haven't seen anything, the Steam chart player numbers. I haven't seen anything about that red pecan. Uh, if you can link me to that, I would really, really, really like to see that. 
Um, but let's talk about some more things. So we've we spent a lot of time talking about modern controllers, went off on a bunch of t other topics, but again, that's why you listen to me, right? That's why you love my stream, because I have so much historical context, right? <laughs> and you love hearing me talk about and go off on these tangents and talk about Vi and talk about Justin Wong and stuff and Easy Mode Ken. I have context. I have history. <laughs> I have things that can back me up. So uh, let's move on to the next thing. I mean, a lot of people, obviously, one of the biggest things is uh, drive impact. There's another one of the big negatives that a lot of people feel about, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's very situation. I don't agree with adding something that is very different, not possible for some people, and making it one button. Yeah, Madison, clearly. And, 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 and again, back to the modern controls. Capcom's going to keep an eye on it. They're going to watch it. And I suspect largely that is why Zangief is kind of balanced a little bit low tier. Because if he was a little bit higher tier right now, modern Zangief might actually be kind of a problem. So I'm curious to see what their thought process on that. This is going to be a very tricky dance for them. And again, I'm not siding one way or the other. I'm just saying clearly this is a very difficult situation for Capcom to handle. So uh, drive impacts. Drive impacts. Uh... You know, you're going to get, I mean, you see it right here in the chat, right? One person, oh my God, drive impacts. Another person, drive impacts aren't really even an issue, right? Like, it just depends on what your reaction timing are. If you are me, you hate drive impacts. I hate drive impacts. Holy crap. Uh, if you have great reactions, drive impacts are like, I just don't see why people are even complaining. I honestly don't think we have enough information about drive impacts to really have a conclusion right now. And this sucks because everything I'm saying right now is we don't know yet. And like, it's just like everyone listening to this right now is like, can you at least pick a side, dude? Like at one point in time, do you have to be on the fence about everything? God damn it. Uh, if I have to lean in one direction, I think drive impacts are fine. I think they're fine. I, I have no complaints about them right now. I, I think that they uh, serve a very interesting function right now because the thing about Street Fighter is it's always been jump or dash as the two primary vectors of attack, right? Those were the mental stacks in there. And, you know, you got to a point where some players were just so good at being able to allocate 50-50 to both the jump and the dash that it was really hard to get in on them. The drive impact adds a third attack vector, right? So if they drive impact and your reaction is to jab like you would to a regular dash, you could potentially get killed. Or if you hit a medium button, you could get potentially killed. Some people will cancel that medium button into a drive impact and counter it anyway. Regardless is you have an extra avenue of an, of an attack. And I kind of like that a little bit. And you can see at the lowest levels, you'd think that people would hate Drive Impact because they would get murdered by it really badly. But as it turns out, I think at the lowest levels is where you see the most Drive Impact usage. It gives the players that they feel like there is something to do. And one of the cool things about it is that it is so blatantly obvious 
when your opponent can react to them really, really well, that you should stop using them. <laughs> I've often used the Kami Spin Knuckle V skill in Street Fighter V as the number one example of you have to unlearn things in fighting games. Early on in Street Fighter V, when you were at the low ranks and you play Kami, you can spin knuckle at people constantly, constantly, because you're plus on block and it's fast and nobody reacts to it and you just get in on people for free and it is super, super abusive. And as you get better and better, the spin knuckle starts to suck and it stops working, but it's not obvious that it's not working, right? It's like someone checks you and there's part of your brain where you're not convinced necessarily that they were just looking for the spin knuckle to murder you. <laughs> drive impacts, if you try to drive impact the same guy four times and they counter it four times, you're like, shit, I better stop drive impacting. And that kind of teaches you the idea of unlearning things in fighting games. So early on, you're just using it and murdering people because everybody is just trying to learn how to play the game and nobody has that reaction. But as you get stronger, people are going to start beating it up. And once they start doing, it's so blatantly obvious that the person is countering you because you keep drive impacting because the game is just like... And then you lose all this damage. You're like, damn, I should stop this. you know. And it actually helps people understand and learn how to unlearn things or or even just kind of like okay maybe i should do something different in the show you can scrimmage one of the things that i kept teaching because it's more obvious to drive impact on somebody than it is to dash at them nobody wants to dash because dashing feels risky right so the drive impact does fulfill a similar kind of role as the dash right there's the jump attack and then there's the drive impact attack very few people at low levels are willing to dash at their opponent and just risk it all in that way right and so they don't understand that mental stack problem. If you watch the Shoryuken scrimmage that I ran a couple of, like a week and a half ago, one of the things I kept saying was, clearly this guy is anti-airing really well, you should drive impact him. Or, hey, this guy is counter-drive impacting you a lot, you should jump at him. And like people started kind of figuring that out a little bit and it's an easy thing to teach. It's an easy thing to teach the idea of mental stack with drive impacts and jumps, etc., etc. So I actually, if I have to pick a side, I think drive impacts are fine, despite the fact that I get killed by them all the time. I do want to address one thing that Smelly Beetle says, though. He says that uh, that's why you will not see DIs in pro play. Oh, you will see plenty of DIs in pro play. They are trying it. They are definitely trying it. Some players are better at it than others. Uh, but there's also a lot of very smart places to use it as well. If you know an opponent likes to throw out things that are not cancelable, then it's like a focus attack from Street Fighter 4. Uh, situations where you know they don't have enough health to absorb it. In the corner, you just try to sneak it up because it's your comeback. Like, this is it. This will get me the comeback, etc., etc. Uh, you'll see it at high-level plays. But at the same time, you'll also see it in high-level play used poorly. Again, I, I, I like far be it for me to criticize anybody of uh, his caliber, 
But watching the 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 Intel thing this weekend, IDOM is very bad at using drive impact. He's probably one of the worst drive impact players of the top players right now. He just kind of uses it willy-nilly and not as much like, okay, I noticed he's doing... Like, he got drive impact countered more than anybody else, I feel like. So, you know, a lot of people are having to try to figure out how to properly you know, navigate these mechanics. I, 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 drive impact is strong, but it is not broken. And uh, I had suspected as much when we played the betas that they have the timing of the drive impacts tuned a million different ways. And they found some speeds to be, make it impossible for them to ever catch anyone off guard. And then they found some speeds to make it so that nobody was ever able to counter him. And I think the speed that they're at, they probably found a nice little happy medium. So they're going to be useful, but they're not going to be abusive. And that's exactly what we need right now. Uh, Japanese players, do they DI differently? I don't know, to be honest with you, Hemmine. I haven't seen a lot of Japanese players play, but the times that I've watched Itazan, no, they drive impact a lot. <laughs> Japanese players are drive impacting a lot, okay? They are definitely willing to risk it. So uh, <laughs> a lot of the players I've seen has definitely been doing that. So um, uh, DI is Geef's only anti-air. Yeah, DI is also destroys Zangief because Zangief has no cancelable normals. <laughs> Peace. Uh, God, Zangief is. Oh, don't get me started on Zangief. In any case, <clears throat> um, so basically, um. Yeah, uh, people talking about projectiles from Shoto's right now. Uh, this is the first time that projectiles have gotten stronger uh, in-game, to be honest with you. Uh, the, drive, the drive parry doesn't really discourage you from throwing fireballs all that badly. So I think that um, this is the first time in a long time that fireballs have gotten stronger. Uh, in in a series because in third strike fireballs were clearly made a lot weaker they were made for quick pokes that's why it was about ken and ryu ex fireball in your face because they were quick pokes they were nobody really zoned with a fireball game remy tried remy's one of the worst characters in the game hmm hmm and then street fighter 4 had the focus attack you were just giving them ultra when they were across the screen doing that. And then in Street Fighter V, they just gave everybody ways to kill fireballs. It's like, let me throw projectiles at G. Ha-ha, bubble. Ha-ha, bubble. Ha-ha, bubble. Giving him V-trigger. And you're like, God, I'm killing myself here. <laughs> so uh, fireballs are definite. Oh, dude, Cammy, Like, I'm scared that they let Cammy's spin knuckle be so good against... <laughs> against projectiles still regardless of how fast it is dude uh crimson blur like i can't believe they were that nice to cammy spin knuckle in this game it's crazy uh but yeah so uh drive impacts in my opinion are fine i have no real qualms with them i get murdered by them but again there is a difference between knowing that you get murdered by something and knowing it's your fault. <laughs> I, I know it's my fault 
that I get killed by drive impacts. So when I play, as much as I will curse drive impacts and yell at them and say how dumb they are while I'm playing, I still know it's my fault. So right now, I'm okay with drive impacts. So that's my stance on drive impacts right now. I don't think they're ever going to get to the point where they're too powerful. Even with some of these crazy combos, people are finding that actually just drain like all of the drive gauge like in one chunk. Like it's very uh, rare and actually I think that's sick. I like that. I like that mindset, having the strategy to drain drive impact. I like the fact that trying to burn people out intentionally is a huge part of the higher advanced meta right now because I, that's good. That's good. Um, so let's touch the one of the other big ones that everybody is complaining about. <laughs> other people in the chat have mentioned it already. Drive Rush. Everybody doesn't mind the Drive Rush cancel, mind you. Everybody hates Raw Drive Rush. Not everybody. A lot of people hate it. And what a lot of people are saying right now is that Drive Rush seems to be dominating the meta right now. Is that you see Drive Rush everywhere, all over the place. To that I say, yeah. So? It's the new game. It's the main mechanic. The drive meter is the main mechanic. You're going to see the main mechanic dominate the game. What a shock. Hey, guess what? In Street Fighter 3, the parries changed the way you had to play the game. You had to play the game very differently, okay? Couldn't just go for patterns anymore. What a shock. Drive Rush is going to change the game. Of course it's going to change the game. It's the main mechanic. Like, on top of, like, the drive gauge is obviously the main thing, but Drive Rush is clearly the main feature of Street Fighter 6 right now, in my opinion. I think the Drive Rush is clearly the mechanic of Street Fighter 6 right now. It is the dominant uh, mechanic. Uh, yeah, and, and some people are having problems uh, with that. Like Gundam Jehudi Kai says, I don't know when to Drive Rush, so I just get jabbed out of it. For sure, it happens a lot. It happens a lot, so... <laughs> I play Geef, so what else do I do after an SPD? <laughs> Pretty much. And then you watch Stupendous, and he never drive rushes after an SPD. And I'm always like, why are you drive rushing? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mike Lee says, why do people keep custom comboing me in Alpha 2? I just want to play footsies, you know? And nowadays, if you talk to... And you remember the Vi CC came from Alpha 2. The Vi CC is the most neutral busting mechanic in the world. It's like one of the dumbest things. I custom combo, you're standing? Haha, <laughs> I have 10 years to react to hit you low before you can crouch and drain 50% of your life. And you know what? And you know what? Most pro Alpha 2 players love Alpha 2 because of how good the neutral and the footsies are in the game. That's like one of their favorite things about the game is that they love how neutral and honest the footsies are. Ain't nothing honest about those footsies, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> okay, fair. Gen can 100% you. Yes, for sure. For sure. But the whole point is that, uh, yes, Drive Rush is going to dominate the mechanic. Oh, shock. You know, that's that's the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new mechanic. And yeah, uh, someone, I think someone in my one of my recent chats was just like, oh yeah, blah, 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 you know, drive rushes make, that's, it's, it was, it was literally about drive rush. The guy was like, drive rushes make the neutral dishonest. And I was like, name me a Street Fighter game that had honest footsies. 
Name me a Street Fighter game that has honest footsies. You better not say Super Turbo. I play Super Turbo. Super Turbo is my favorite Street Fighter 2 game. There's no honest footsie. Dude, CE? Are you kidding me? Scissor Kick? Bison Scissor Kick? Like, goodbye footsies, right? I mean, like, there. <laughs> Street Fighter, honest footsies is just... Honest footsies is whatever you enjoy playing the most. Whatever you win at, whatever you feel most comfortable with, whichever one you have the most control over is honest footsies. Let's face it, okay? Because every fighting game has dishonest footsies. <laughs> that's, just, that's just it. The whole point of fighting games is to be as grimy and dishonest as humanly possible. A game with honest footsies probably wouldn't be super fun to play unless it's a game like footsies, right? Where that's just the whole point of the game. Um, so, uh, honestly, uh, I just don't think... Uh, like, yeah, okay, so Drive Rush is obviously strong, but it's also, interestingly enough, and this is kind of what makes it okay in my book right now, is that it's also dependent on the character. Right? Like, everyone's sitting here complaining about a jury drive rush or DJ drive rush. You know who people aren't complaining about the drive rush for? It's Cammy. Think about that for a second. <laughs> Think about that. Cammy is the character that you feel like if she had a drive rush like that, like, you feel like she, her drive rush would be the most broken thing in the game. And it's really not. Cami Drive Rush, Raw Drive Rush, is not really that strong. <laughs> so clearly the Drive Rushes definitely um, are going to be character dependent. Like, should we nerf Drive Rush or should we nerf DJ's Drive Rush? Right? I don't think Drive Rush is necessarily the problem. I think DJ's Drive Rush is the problem, right? And now, some people are complaining about the fact that, you know, even with Drive Rush cancels, they're all saying that the three bar cost on that is fair. But the fact that it just gives you these plus frames all day, all over the place, and that's kind of messed up, and the pressure is too strong, and everything like that. I mean, again, like that was the entire Street Fighter V game, right? block a medium punch and you're minus and guess what have fun like at least in this game we know it costs a bunch of meter for you to get to that point if it was a drive rush cancel obviously and then uh and then again you you can see it every time it's like the guy is green <laughs> block and 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 be prepared to tech throws you know so, uh, and the other thing too is that honestly Drive Rush really does, I mean a lot of people are saying here, open up combo routes and really allows a lot of people for freedom of expression. That's, in my opinion, is one of the best things about Drive Rush, is that the raw Drive Rushes in combos as well as the Drive Rush cancel in pressure and in combos has really added a lot to the flair of individuality of the characters. Uh, I will say that, yeah, raw drive rush and then having to hold that mix is a problem. But you see a lot of people out there, they're really good at, I mean, the top players are really good at checking that. Even in the beta, when I played Nephew all the time, every time I tried to draw, raw drive rush me, he just poked me and he just hit me. And he was like, whatever. 
<laughs> so like, I mean, uh, there's just like, you know, again, it's, it's, it's part of the mental stack now. It's just something that you got to look for, right? Uh, the hardest part is that drive rush and drive impact can be very, very easily confused. Thus, just use a button to check the drive rush that is cancelable. So for example, like Kimberly, someone drive rushes, hit standing medium kick. If you were wrong and it turned out to be a drive impact, just get ready to cancel your stand medium kick into a drive impact, etc., etc. Um, uh, that, okay. So the two things that I will actually pseudo agree on is that maybe raw drive rush is too cheap. Right, clearly we have some situations like that DJ combo where he can drive rush juggle you across the screen, you know, probably needs to be tweaked. That probably was an oversight on their part, probably needs to be nerfed. So he can't just drive rush you from one side to the other by doing drive rush target combo, 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 drive rush target combo. Like that should probably be fixed. Uh, but, uh, so I don't know if the raw drive rush cost should change. I like it being cheap because it's a powerful tool and it gives people things to do and things to try. And again, encourages people to try the raw dash in footsies method, which wasn't obvious in Street Fighter V. Like most people never got good. And that was one of the biggest weaknesses at low, at, for intermediate players in Street Fighter V. I suffered through this for a long time is that I was always too scared to try to dash forward and just surprise my opponents. And that left a big hole in my game. And once I just started learning to be brave, and every time I got checked on it, I was like, well, I he, he was ready. That's fine. You know, once you started learning that mentality, that's how I started getting better at five. The drive rush kind of adds that as an incentive to do it in the game. So I like that it helps teach the fighting games. Uh, really, honestly, it, it really comes down to maybe just tweaking the individual drive rushes, right? Maybe DJ's drive rush is a little too good. <laughs> maybe he doesn't need to be diesel jet like he is currently right now. But the one thing that I will 100% agree on is that drive rush should not eat your inputs. So that is clearly something that's happening. I kept doing that uh, when I played Olaf, uh, uh, you know, when the game first dropped. I would do meaty drive rushes and it would just mess up his wake up DP. Like he couldn't wake up DP me because the drive rush would just eat his inputs. Drive rush should not eat inputs. I don't know if that was an intentional decision or if they just put something in there and they just didn't think about it and they got used to it eventually. But drive rush should not be eating inputs. Especially with like the bug that uh, automatic just showed that in that period of time where the drive rush kind of eats inputs, if you input a drive parry uh, on classic controls, it comes out with a normal attack instead of parry, which can be a problem as well. Uh, <laughs> drive rush impact, yeah, that's definitely one too. Drive rush impact, uh, but. Yeah, a lot of people, I'll get to that in a second, uh, Kashkabal, Kashkabal, I'll get to that in a second. So uh, again, Drive Rush, you can tweak for individual characters to make them a little bit weaker. But again, you know, most moves are minus on block, which really makes it hard for anybody to keep up pressure in this game, which is kind of, you know, which would be bad if that was the case, if there was no drive rush. But the fact that characters can cancel into drive rush and it costs a ton of meter, 
you know, or they have to find a gap and catch you asleep at the wheel to be able to get in with the dry rush to get those plus frame mix-ups. It's important for the game. Without the plus frames from the drive rush mix-ups, uh, the game footsie neutral would probably be a lot more honest, but I'll tell you one thing, it'll also be a lot more boring, okay? <laughs> it wouldn't be very fun. <laughs> so I don't want, and thank you for the sub, Omniblast, appreciate it very much. Uh, I definitely don't want to change the cost of drive rushes. I, I do not want to be, I do not want to change the cost of, of, of drive rushes. I think the cost is fine as it is right now, especially because if they were more expensive, you would also nerf a lot of the combos. A lot of the combos, you have to drive rush because drive rush normals gain extra juggle properties. And so for some characters like Kami, uh, you can't do a combo without drive rush. Like Kami, uh, all the complaints about Kami having low damage would actually be true if drive rush was more expensive. Uh, the fact that Kami can actually get extra juggle sykes to the drive rush uh, means that she can actually do more damage. And so if you raise the cost of drive rush, she's basically, she'd be gimped really, really badly. Um... So I don't agree with changing the cost of Drive Rush. Plus, they would have to rebalance so much uh, of the characters right now if they did something like that. So again, uh, the eating the inputs is a problem. And yeah, for sure, maybe nerf some characters' Drive Rush. Maybe DJ doesn't need to be a jump scare. Maybe he doesn't need to teleport to you as fast as he does. Maybe that's just what they want him to do. <laughs> maybe the rule is instead then you nerf things outside of that that you nerf other parts of dj that are strong so now that he needs the drive rush right that is an option too just like when everybody was mad at kimberly in the beta they could have nerfed her spray can mix-ups they nerfed her defense and they let her rock with the spray can mix-ups sure a lot of people thought the spray can mix-ups were dumb and like oh, i don't want to have to guess for my life over here because i actually die by throws well, now people don't complain about her as much because now you can maul her as well, let her rock. And so I think that might be an option for DJ as well, right? Maybe nerf the, 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 the punish counters on a standing heavy kick or something like that. Whatever it is that people are mad about DJ, maybe nerf some of those things, but let him have be drive rush king because at least that's unique for him and that would just be for him. I don't think that would be a big problem. So, uh, what if we buff DJ's drive rush? Why would we want to do that? <laughs> HL Pant, why would we want to do that? No. No, 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 no. Uh, you want Dizzy's back. Man, <laughs> thanks to Street Fighter, uh, thanks to Street Fighter Five. I don't miss Dizzy's at all. I don't miss Dizzy's at all. Street Fighter V Dizzy's were terrifying. <laughs> I'm okay with no Dizzy's right now. Uh, I always prefer tick damage, but, you know, it, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, you know, uh, again, I mean, it sounds pretty much like I'm kind of on board with everything, but, you know, just like uh, uh, Danomite says... You know, two weeks in, for sure, we don't have the full picture. We've got a lot more to go, so which is why I'm more going to be leaning towards Let It Rock than anything. Because, again, you know, a game with 
Vega Hyobal, you know, you talk to most Super Turbo characters, they're like, this game is totally balanced. <laughs> uh, narrator, it's not. Um, you know, and people like Third Strike, Third Strike is one of the most balanced fighters. <laughs> It's not, you know, uh, you, Street Fighter Alpha 2 has honest footsies. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, like things that feel bad. And once we get used to them, they just become part of the game. We'll get used to them. We'll get used to them. We got a long way to go. So for the most part, I'm always going to be of the nature that uh, things can stay how they are. However, one of the other complaints that I've heard about the game right now is the drive reversals. Drive reversals right now. A lot of people are saying drive reversals are bad. And I agree with that. <laughs> I actually think drive reversals are really, really bad and they need to be better. Now, how do we make them better, right? This this is the this is the part that you depending on how you want them to go, right? The main problem right now, drive reversals cost two bars. And as Kashkabal says, they're too costly for what they are. Some people are. Like, if you fight against Lily, if you block EX Condor Spire when she has a wind stock, 100% you drive reversal, right? 100% you drive reversal. Because you get rid of one of her stocks, it costs her two bars to get in on you, so then you spend two bars to hit her. It's like a guaranteed hit, because as soon as you block the first one, you're going to hit her with your hit. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of places that uh, you can actually... Uh, use drive reversals very, very uh, nicely. There's two ways to fix drive reversals, in my opinion, and I, I, I definitely want one of these. This is definitely not one of those situations where I'm just like, ah, let's take a look and see. Like, drive reversals are not good enough, and Street Fighter V started that trend of making the alpha counters really bad, and then Strive picked it up too, and then all of a sudden, like, the, the YRCs are really bad in a history of a series where dead angles were so fast in previous Guilty Gear games. It was like, alpha counter pow, counter counter pow. It's like, you never, barely ever missed with those things, and then all of a sudden, now, you have these YRCs that are slow as molasses. I'm not sure whatever happened and why... People suddenly thought these don't do any damage uh, alpha counters are too broken. I mean, go play Alpha 1 and Alpha 2, and you'll know what a broken alpha counter is, okay? Those games sucked, dude. I hated alpha counters in those games because they did a lot of damage, and they killed you. They did a lot of damage, and they killed you. So if you only had a chunk of life left, you almost couldn't win. Unless you were a mad genius and actually were able to beat them. So, the two ways that you could fix drive reversal are one, just make them faster. Just make them faster. You don't have to do anything else to them. Just make, they don't even do real damage, right? Just make them faster. Just go. Just go. Just, just make them work. Make them work. Now, clearly that might not be what they want to do, right? So, um... The one thing that I had suggested as well, uh, because they're so slow and they get blocked a lot and then you get punished and die, that's like salt on the wounds, right? I just spent two bars on this slow-ass drive reversal and um, you blocked it and then I died because they're like minus eight, right? Drive reversals are super punishable, right? You can definitely kill them and so you're just like... Why would I ever use this for two bars? So my idea was that it costs one bar to use. 
But then you would be too abusive with it, right? One bar to use, and if it actually hits the opponent, blocking doesn't count. If the drive reversal hits the opponent, it drains another bar. So it contacting the opponent with a true hit, not a block, drains another bar. So you are successful, you spend the two bars. If you fail, you only spend one bar. You'll probably die, but at least you only spent one bar. See, that's the thing. You shouldn't get rewarded if, you, if it hits. Because then a character like Lily completely gets shut down. You have just turned Lily into a D-tier character. If it's two bars and you get one back for hitting people, Lily has just turned into a, 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 a D-tier character. Perhaps Zangief is a D-tier character. You block a standing fierce, you're going to drive reversal him every time. Successful drive reversals should cost a lot of bar, so you don't abuse it. <laughs> That's the thing. That's why we have to do it the way that I've suggested. If you actually make it so that you get a bar back when you hit somebody, then that's the whole game. Block reversal, block reversal, block reversal, block reversal. The, dude, the fact that you knock the person away and get away from their mix-up is a pretty good return. <laughs> Is a pretty good return, to be honest with you. Uh, if you could, like, for example, like when Kevin does the dragon lash, right? I don't know how drive reversalable that is. I'll have to test it. But let's just pretend it is drive reversalable every single time. If it is, there's no reason if you cost two and you gain one back if you hit them to ever let Ken do the dragon lash. If he ever does heavy dragon lash, you just alpha counter every single time. And that's what the whole game will become. Alpha countering everything that is a guaranteed alpha counter. And the only thing that anybody can do is just sit there and throw jabs all day. Like the game would just, just suck. The game would absolutely suck if it played that way. So, um, uh, why can't it just be specific like to avoid guaranteed burnout setups? Uh, I mean, that's kind of what it is right now, Dubu Domo, but I think the reason why a lot of people want drive reversals to be better right now is because offense is kind of scary in this game, and it, it feels like a way that you can fight against drive rushes, right? All the plus frames from drive rush, etc., etc., um... Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing, Gun Kai, that Ken can probably uh, block the drive reversal on a heavy dragon lash, but, you know, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think a lot of people just want drive reversals better because they want it to be a mechanic that actually has, like, a function in the game and, and have a reason to use it is really what it comes down to. So, um... That's kind of how I feel about drive reversals. I, I do want to see them improved. Uh, I like the idea of cost one to do, extra one on hit. That's kind of the idea that I would like to see with it. Um, uh, I guess, I mean, we definitely saw Punk talk about perfect parry. Uh, he says that he thinks perfect parry is a really bad mechanic. Uh, I've kind of 
Wait, hang on a second. Uh, why, why do I think it's tuned the way it is at the moment? Because I don't think they wanted it to be too dominant. They probably had it so that they were better than before, and then it just turned out everybody was driver-versaling everything. Because for a recoverable resource just to stand there, <laughs> you know, you stand there, you gain the resource back, Drive reversals might be too strong because you push them away and that automatically gives you time to build back some of that meter already anyway. So I think that they were scared of making them too strong. So the reason why I think Punk doesn't like perfect parry, it's kind of the same way that I... I so what I wanted to say was, shockingly, I have never liked perfect parry uh, since the betas, since its inception. I've even said on Twitter one time, I just wish they would take perfect parries away. I, I, I really don't like perfect parries. And it's not because they're too strong. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're too strong. In fact, I think perfect par parries are pretty well balanced right now. I like the damage scaling on them. I like the fact that they're only two uh, frame window. The reason why I don't like perfect parry right now is because it's random. When you're in the middle of a block string, if you block a button, it's essentially the same thing as if you blocked it, if you, if you parry, if you drive parry a move. So if you drive parry and the opponent does a crouching medium kick to you, that's, that's just, you just blocked crouching medium kick, except you just didn't get pushed as far. So what a lot of players have learned to do is in the middle of block strings, they just go for perfect parries in the middle of strings. Because if they're wrong, they parry and they block, no harm done. If somehow they magically got within that two frame window, they get a perfect parry. And sure, the damage is nerfed, but the momentum is a big deal. For someone like Manon or Jamie, they get to build resources, right? Manon will just be like, perfect parry, command throw. Jamie will be perfect parry, sweep into, kick into, drink. Like, it's not consistent enough for me to believe it's skill. And so it feels random that way. And that's why I like the fact that it scales so badly. Um, it is also... Uh, the window is too small for people to get consistent at it. And even if people get consistent at it, if they got consistent at perfect parry, that would make a bad game. That would just be a bad game. Like, if if someone got good enough to perfect parry Honda headbutt 90% of the time, and perfect parry Blanca Ball 90% of the time, and perfect parry Ken Dragon Lash 90% of the time, it's a bad game at that point. So a lot of people are like, man, once perfect people get really good at perfect bad, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But that makes it worse because now it's just random. Now it doesn't feel like a skill. So yeah, for sure, you should try to throw a lot more. Uh, you should definitely throw a lot more to punish it. That's why we have throw loops in the game, in my opinion, is because that really weakens the perfect parry random factor in there right so um right and you know uh late game all pros will use perfect parry but i still don't think they'll be consistent at it and that's what makes it bother me more 
is that whether you get a perfect parry and get to completely change the momentum of the fight is not going to be really based on any sort of skill thing. But now we have to learn to stagger our buttons a little. I mean, maybe that's just what it is. We just start playing third strike. We learn to stagger our buttons. But the thing about third strike, like you talk to any top third strike player, guest pairing on your wake up is a bad idea. Because most characters, if you're not 12, have really good mid or low parry setups. And if you're wrong, you eat a lot of damage off of those things. And so wake-up parry is actually not generally considered a very strong tactic because it loses to the 50-50 high, the, the, the forward or down parry, and it loses the throw. So it's actually not in your favor in terms of probability. The problem with perfect parry is that perfect parry requires no guessing on high or low. It's just the timing. It's just luck. It's just luck, and that's the part that I don't like about it. Uh, I don't like about uh, perfect parries is that it feels like it's not a super skill thing, but it's a might as well try, and if I get it, hey, I get to turn around an entire match. It feels like a blue shell. It feels like you're just running over question marks and going, did I get the blue shell? Did I get the red shell? And that's what perfect parries feel like to me. That's why I personally don't like perfect parries. I almost kind of just would rather get rid of perfect parries. The thing about perfect parries is that it gets people excited. It's a good crowd pleaser, etc., etc. Uh, Hawaiian Shirt Man is perfect parrying a lot of things skillfully. That's interesting. Okay. Um, so for me... <sighs> It's, it's tough because I personally would want to just eliminate perfect parries completely, right? But then, like, does that make drive parry a little too weak? Is that a problem to make them too weak? Like, so what's their benefit? Okay, they're there to gain drive gauge back and they prevent you from having to guess high or low or left and right, which is really, really powerful, and then they prevent pushback. I think there's a lot of good reasons to use drive parry as it is. But if the the temptation to use drive parry comes but for comes from the off chance that you might perfect parry, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. A punk only made that tweet because he got perfect parry three times in a match and bitched about it. I would be mad too. <laughs> I would be mad, too, because, like I said, I, I wouldn't be convinced uh, that the person did it with skill, you know? Like, it's hard for me to to understand that. So, you know, he still won. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Um, for me, like, obviously, perfect parries are nice. And perfect parries are... Um, Like, I'd hate to say it, but the way that I would fix perfect parries is that if you perfect parried somebody, you would just automatically trigger a capture move that just automatically puts the opponent in a position so that the perfect parry will always hit them. And it just makes you do like an alpha counter kind of thing, like, pow, and you hit them. And then you kind of dance a little bit. The guy gets up and you're at zero. Like both players are at zero at that point. 
or maybe even the perfect parry, you hit them, push them back a little bit so that they're out of the range of most four frame buttons or all four frame buttons and you're plus two. Something like that, right? Like I would like perfect parries to have a canned response. The problem is by making them have canned responses, they're not as exciting, right? Seeing a perfect parry into something really awesome is, is kind of exciting. But then, I mean, that gets tempered by the damage anyway. Like you see a Zangief perfect parry and you're like, oh, perfect parry in 720. And then you look at the damage and the 720 does no damage. And you're like, hmm. Like I kind of feel like the hype is already tempered by the fact that perfect parries just don't do any damage. So I, I just, I feel like perfect parries would be uh, better. I mean, perfect parry is already medium punch plus medium kick uh, diademogen. It already is. <laughs> uh, if you get rid of perfect parry, drive rush needs to be a lot worse than it is now. Uh, explain that to me, uh, Cash Cabal, because I don't agree with that uh, at this point in time. Oh, forward plus MP plus MK. Maybe uh, you would definitely get a lot of perfect parries by accident in the middle of drive rushes. Uh, I would almost. Yeah, it might work. It might work a little better because at least you're putting yourself at risk to do it. Yeah, that makes sense because then you just. Well, no, because if you're wrong, you still block everything. You're not really putting yourself at risk because drive parry just blocks everything anyway. So I can hit forward and drive parry, and if I'm wrong, I block. I guess it's just if you hit it too late, then you would eat something to the face. Early wouldn't be the problem. It would be the too late that's the problem. So that would definitely change a little bit. Maybe a little bit better. Maybe a little bit better. Um, but I, I just don't like drive parries because I think that they're kind of a random mechanic right now. That's just how I feel about it. Um, I don't think we'll ever get to the point where someone can consistently drive parry everything. And even if we did get to the point where the top players are so skillful at perfect parrying everything, I think the game would suck. <laughs> I think that would make the game suck. I think the game would be horrible. Because Third Strike is designed completely around the fact that parries are there. And so characters have a lot of anti-parry mechanics, right? And there's the high and low guess there. If perfect parries were became consistent, where only the elite few that have that two-frame timing reaction could perfect parry all the time, that's, that's awful. Like, that's worse than people complaining about modern controls. Because only a certain few people literally have access to that, and now you can't do anything in the game kind of sucks at that point so uh i just i i i the damage scaling is nice but again the damage scaling is secondary to the momentum switch right like a whole fight turns around based off of a drive parry a lot of times right if i'm zangief and i drive parry you i'm not spd'ing you i'm doing down forward throw okay if you perfect parry with zangief you do down forward throw because then your throw gets scaled, but you have Oki in that situation. So at least you can do something in that situation, right? And so, like, I could be getting mauled, and then from one perfect parry, I could turn the whole entire fight around. And it's not just about the damage, right? See, that's the thing, is if it was 
just a canned response that hit them and pushed them to a certain distance or a full screen away or or just reset everyone to zero and put it back to neutral. That feels almost fair because some characters are going to benefit from drive parries a lot more than others. Like Cammy is going to benefit because low forward in the drill gives her pressure, right? Manon's going to benefit because she's going to get the medal, right? Zangief is going to suffer because literally... Down forward throw is the only thing that gives Zangief Oki. Like, literally nothing in the game gives Zangief Oki. The only thing else that you could do with Zangief on a drive parry is to go for a tick throw, right? And that's just, I mean, that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> like, all these other characters get awesome stuff, and for Zangief, you get nothing. And so, like, the perfect parries is actually change. Uh, Oki, uh, J-Dog, is short for Okazeme. Uh, which is a combination of the two words okiru and semeru uh, in Japanese. So you combine oki, okiru and semeru into okizeme. And basically uh, that means wake up, attack. Okizeme, a.k.a. oki, which is what everybody has shortened it to, is the wake up game. So basically when you knock the opponent down, you get a mix up. When Zangief knocks you down, you're usually too far away for him to get a mix up. Thus... Zangief gets no Oki. Uh, for Kami, when she hits you with low forward drill, she's close enough to apply pressure on you when you get up so that you still have to guess between a throw, a shimmy, a meaty dive kick, etc., etc., meaning she has a mix-up on you when you're getting up, so she has Oki after landing low forward drill. Having Oki is a very, very powerful tool to have. So uh, that's basically what Oki is. So it's the it's the wake-up game. It's the wake-up mind game. And we just all called it Oki at this point in time because that was the term, if I'm not mistaken, was invented during the Virtua Fighter days. It was called Okazeme in uh, Virtua Fighter because Virtua Fighter had a very detailed wake-up game. And then, like almost everything that was used in Virtua Fighter, a.k.a. Abare, a.k.a. Option Selects, a.k.a. Fuzzy Guard, like every term comes from Virtua Fighter, I swear to God. And like all those terms uh, eventually proliferated into the rest of the FGC. Yeah, uh, you can get to that glossary anytime if you type exclamation mark glossary in the chat. Uh, and then space and then Okizeme. Like if you do something like that, that link should bring you to the Okizeme uh, page. And I will demonstrate that. Yep, there you go. So if I go over here now, you see that that link brings you to the fighting game glossary Okizeme page over here. So uh, I have implemented this here and on twitch.tv uh, and twitch.tv slash jchenzor. So exclamation mark glossary space type the word in and uh, it can actually get you to the page uh, that you want. Um, dude, there's so many terms I just, I, I, I hate buffering, hate buffering, I hate fuzzy guard <laughs> because fuzzy guard is now wrong. People use fuzzy incorrectly. I'm particularly bitter about trip guard because I made up that term and everybody uses it wrong. And I hate it when people tell me I'm wrong with the way that I use it because I made up the term. <laughs> trip guard is a patented James Chen term. 
the very first instance that you will ever find it used anywhere on the internet is on Alt Games SF2 under a post by a dude named Jay Chenzor, okay? This is a term that me and my brother made up by ourselves. TripGuard is us, okay? TripGuard is us. <clears throat> Anyways. <clears throat> You hate the word shimmy. Yeah, that actually, I mean, there's also history for reasons why we probably don't like the word shimmy, but it's too late now. It's just there at this point in time. So, oh God, does Infilament do it trip guard correctly? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, he talks about it. Thank you, Infilament. Thank you, appreciate it. <clears throat> yeah, throw bait. Now it's just shimmy at this point too, so. But, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's what Okizeme is. <laughs> that's what Oki okay, is. So, like I said, I can't believe I remembered how we got here. If Perfect Parry just triggered a standard response and, you know, made it so it was a capture state, right? So, no matter what, if, it, if you Perfect Parried a jump attack, if you Perfect Parried anything, it was just an automatic... Like, like Rose Alpha Counter, where she just like automatically sucked you in no matter what, so that the follow-up is guaranteed to hit the same way every single time. Uh, you would go perfect parry, hit them, push them away to a range where you're both at zero and you're back at neutral, or knock them down and you dance and they get up. Basically, it just hits them with, you know, maybe, let's just say, a thousand damage, right? It just gets you at that 800 damage. Just to 800 damage pushes them to a point where now you're back at neutral I would feel better about that because then you are rewarded in the sense that you get out of the mix-up but you aren't rewarded in that the entire fight can change momentum based off of a lucky drive parry and that is what I don't like about drive parry is right now it's too hard to be a permanent skill thing if it becomes a permanent skill thing, even at two frame window, that's awful and that would make the game suck. And I, so as a result, as it is, since it's not repeatable as a consistent skill, it feels random. And so I hate the fact that you can be rewarded for just, you know what, I'll do this thing. It's like the worst option select. It's the most powerful option select in the game. I'm going to block a jump attack. Might as well perfect parry. <laughs> you know, oh, I didn't. Oh, well, everything is exactly the same. You know, uh, obviously then you can get thrown, which is why I'm glad they have the punish throws. But, of course, I still think that it could be... Uh, I don't like the momentum shift. I don't like the momentum shift uh, about it. <clears throat> um, okay, look, don't take that quote out of context, Mike Lee. I, I'm not saying give it a free combo afterwards. It comes out with an automatic attack, okay? But I'm talking about just the way that it locks you down into a specific position. So that if I perfect parry a jump attack, a Honda headbutt, or a sweep, I get the same result every time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it, see, that's the thing, Holy Sock. It's one to two frames. The one to two frame windows. And, and sure, people have gotten good at things like Virtua Fighter, Iagari Kick, or one frame two slash two frame links in Street Fighter 4, etc., etc. People have gotten good at that. But 
I think it will be easy. To, it, it, people can get good at perfect pairing it if you do it too obvious. But at the same time, I don't think it'll be consistent enough to do it. And like I said, if it does become consistent enough, if someone out there gets to the point where they can perfect parry Honda's headbutt every single time, do you now balance Honda around that? Because if somebody out there can perfect parry Honda's headbutt 100% of the time, Honda's now never going to win a tournament if you run into one of those people. So what do you do? Do you make Honda's headbutt better? And if you do, now he kills everybody. You cannot balance around perfect parry because perfect parry is too difficult for most people to gain access to. You can't reward the, the, the 1% of players out there that are going to be able to perfect parry Honda's headbutt 100% of the time. And if you don't reward them, then Honda becomes useless at the highest levels. Honestly. So, a message from 1997, direct Usenet quote, I was sort of feeling bad about deeming SFA2 trash tier after only one day. Of course, of playing it while others have been playing it for over a month and giving it a chance. Will I feel bad no longer? SFA2 is trash. What's the, <laughs> what's the significance of the quote, Cohen? What's the significance of the quote? Um, oh, dang. Did Twitch just mess up on everybody? Uh, do I think without perfect parries, fireballs are even stronger? Not really, Power Trip. Most people aren't perfect parrying projectiles right now as it is. Uh, most people aren't perfect parrying it as it is right now. So I, 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 don't, think it's, I, I don't think it'll be too much of a problem, uh, to be honest with you. And even then, when you perfect parry projectiles, uh, they nerfed it somehow, and I can't remember. Um, I think there's like a fixed amount of like hit stun on it or something like that. I mean, you could still punish people. Oh, just similar to how people react to new games, same as it ever was. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, two frames is a tight window. Keep in mind, in third strike, parry window is, somebody correct me, it's either 9 or 13 frames, and I always forget. Uh, red parry is two-frame window, right? Uh, when did I drop the space in Jay Chenzor? Uh, I dropped the space in Jay Chenzor when UCLA first got email addresses for every single student on campus. I was going to UCLA during the time that they finally implemented email addresses for every student on campus. Uh, and it required eight characters or less, you could not go beyond eight characters. So uh, Jay Chenzor was the obvious choice because it was eight characters long. And so then I just started using Jay Chenzor without the space at that point in time. Uh, that's when I dropped the space in there. Hi. Oh, hey guys listening to on the podcast. It's that time again. It's that time again. Hi, Nathan. Hi, kitty cat. Hi, kitty cat. Hi, kitty cat. Hi, kitty cat. See, this is why all of you listening on podcast right now, you need to come and actually watch the stream so you can watch me cuddle my cat and hug my cat and give him kisses and name him George. I'm going to love him and squeeze him and name him George. (laughs) Ah! Ah, ah, he's stuck. Okay, ugh. 
honeymoon phase will never end. Yeah, I mean, it's cool though. I mean, again, keep in mind, keep in mind people getting to the point where we're starting to examine the game critically. Like, like I said, what Leffen said was, you know, I feel like, and then at the end, please keep in mind that I am not, this doesn't, I like the game. This is still like one of the best on release fighting games ever. So I, I'm not complaining. I just think it can be better like this. This is an important part of fighting games. Being critical about the fighting game because you want it to be even better is, is good. So even if we're past the honeymoon phase and now we're just getting hit by drive rushes and drive impacts and stuff all day and we're kind of mad about it, this is good. This is good discussion again. Getting out of the honeymoon phase doesn't mean like, oh, time to hate the game. It's now it's now that we know a little more about the game. Let's look at it a little more uh, critically. Yeah, M Mzuki, that's a great one. I should also bring up that. Throw loops. A lot of people hate throw loops right now. Uh, throw loops are definitely annoying, and they're very, very scary in the corner, and I have won many, many rounds just by getting throw loops or the threat of throw loops. But again... I feel like throw loops need to be in there to make it so that, um, what do you call it, uh, drive parries are a little more tempered, right? It is what makes the perfect parry not as threatening as it is right now, because if you get thrown out of a drive parry, you take chunk o damage and you can't back roll anymore so you are in a throw loop even in mid screen right and so throw loops are kind of necessary also most characters can actually read the throw and if they do you can backdash and punish the throw with except zangief um you can actually backdash and punish the throw the, the the throw with so there is a way to call it out and maybe we'll just get to the point where people are better about that right like definitely we might just get to a point where players will use the backdash in the corner as an option against throws a lot more often even with characters like zangief and lily who can't really backdash and 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 and, and punish they can do the jump cancel spds which will actually beat the throw loops as well. But again, that's very high skilled and hard to do, but at least it's an option. Uh, at least it's an option there. So I, I'm not sure that we need to get rid of throw loops just yet. Uh, it really depends on if we weaken a lot of other things in there right now, because right now I feel like throw loops are kind of what keeps the corner situation a little bit more honest. Like I, I'm almost afraid if you take out throw loops that the corner might not be as scary. But then again, with drive impacts, the corner is already super scary as it is at this part. At this point, uh, this game is hard is one of the best things to say of a fighting game. Yeah, I mean, right away, even in the beta, people called this OG War Destroyer. They called this game Mental Stack the Game. And it really is. It really is Mental Stack the Game. Having to keep in mind, Drive Rush... Dash, jump, drive impact, and whatever my character can do as a mechanic, all at the same time is very, very, very difficult to do. Is very difficult to do. Uh, at this point, do you think jump, cancel, throw, invincibility is left in games intentionally? There's really no way to take it out, Jason. <laughs> There's really no way to take it out. Like, fundamentally, 
from a game creation standpoint, the only way to take it out is to... No, there's just no way to take it out. <laughs> there's just no way to take it out. Except make it so that nobody has a 360 for an SPD input anymore. That's the only way. That's the only way. It's the only way is to, to make it so that there's no 360 input anymore. Because you have to be able to cancel the pre-jump frames into uh, an SPD. Otherwise, you'll never be able to SPD on the ground. Uh, otherwise, you'll just jump 100% of the time. And then th they don't want pre-jump frames to be throwable because that removes tick throws, right? If pre-jump frames are throwable, look, I'll take pre-jump frames being throwable because that means tick throws with Zangief will be back. I will do Zangief standing jab into SPD, and if you hold up back, you aren't going anywhere. The only way you can escape that situation is if you backdash or you DP. And I'm okay with that as a Zangief player, okay? But they're never going to do that. <laughs> they're never going to do that. Um, so, uh, well, I'm just talking about uh, ODDPs. ODDPs. <laughs> Uh, Gilly, I'm not talking about the, the regular ones, so. I already stopped playing Street Fighter 6 because of the input issues, says Donka. Um, have you tried a lot of the changes? Have you turned on Negative Edge? Have you put in the input, uh, delay reduction thing? Uh, Donka? Oh, you're just complaining about Street Fighter 6. That's fair, Gilly. <laughs> So, um, uh, the input issues are there. I haven't felt them as bad as other people. I definitely felt them, but it just, it hasn't affected my enjoyment of the game all that much yet. However, to be fair, I have not played the game nearly as much as a lot of other people have. Uh, so, uh... Yeah, the screen freeze with DR, I already talked about earlier, Donka. That is something that 100% needs to be fixed. I don't know if it's a glitch. I don't know if it was intentional because they wanted to make it so that you could throw people off with the drive rush. I know they added that little slowdown in there and maybe just in their play experiences, nobody complained about it enough where they just got used to it over time that it never bugged anybody anymore. But 100%, in my opinion, that that drive rush slowdown should not eat inputs. So, uh, but again, that's not enough to, 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 to make me want to stop playing, I guess, uh, sometimes. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, Glim Leaper, that's for sure. Uh, Glim Leaper says, for me, the input issues are muscle memory problems from previous titles. That happens to me, too. A lot of times when I try to do low forward drill with Cammy, I'll hold the heavy kick. I didn't know <laughs> that I held heavy kick when I did low forward drill <laughs> with Cammy. <laughs> I found out real quick <laughs> playing Street Fighter VI that that is just something I naturally do. So I've had to learn how to stop doing that. So, um... Uh, um, I mean, the menus, everybody knows the menus are bad, not a con, like, uh, but again, the menus being bad is good and bad. <laughs> it's good 
because the reason why the menus are bad is because there are a billion options and that is good. <laughs> because in the end, it's always better to have an option for something rather than to force everybody in one way, right? I love the fact that there are a million options to do everything, to change your player card when you challenge somebody to tweak this, to tweak that, to turn on, you know, negative edge, to turn it off, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I love it. Their menu organization is a problem. <laughs> Their menu organization is a horrible, horrible problem, uh, honestly. So, um, yeah, you'll have to force everyone to one way at the tournament, but that's not even necessarily true. Uh, I don't think the negative edge thing has to be forced because you could set it for one player or the other, right? Obviously, it's for certain things like graphical stuff, but I I'm not even worried about the tournament thing. I'm just saying even as a custom user training mode, for example, training mode menu is super convoluted. Most people can't find where to do stuff. Like I paused the screen one time and like, you know, uh, so that you could just see a still of what was going on. And someone was watching me. I think it was Olaf. He was like, how did you do that? How did you, what, how did you actually get to that? What, what? You know, like, cause it's just not obvious <laughs> where you can do that, right? Like if I ask the chat right now, how do I do it so that I can actually turn off the trading mode menu and have a frozen screenshot, right? Most people wouldn't be able to tell you where that is, <laughs> where that option exists from. <laughs> But it's there. It's absolutely possible. Uh, I mean, look, Memory Leak, I love the trading mode, but that's also because I use the patented James Chen uh, method of menu navigation, which is always resetting to the basic page and then going to what I want based off of memorizing that. So every time I want to change the dummy setting, it's reset, right, right. Every one time I want to change the parameters, like my meters and stuff like that, it's reset. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 it's reset, left, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So uh, the way to freeze it is to go to the, if I'm not mistaken, it's reset right, plus, right one time, and you go to that first page over there, uh, and it's above where you can change the characters. There's a game speed, which is 100%, 50%, and pause. <laughs> you can choose pause. Exit the menu, and nothing moves. <laughs> hey, HL Pent, how funny that you mentioned that you need a manual for the training mode. Uh, is that what Lurker Spine just linked it's over done. here? Yes, there you go. Thank you, Lurker Spine, for linking that, uh, that link, that YouTube link over there. Uh, please check that out. That is the manual for the training menu right there. Uh, created by some cool guy named James Chen during the open beta. <laughs> that is the menu. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, putting a tournament mode in there would be nice. Uh, eat the Zura, but also, um, we don't know what that is yet. <laughs> we don't know what that is yet, so. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, James Chen guy is pretty freaking sick, dude. He's a pretty cool, he's a hip cat, dude. He, he's definitely a one, one hip cat out there. He's one cool cat. Yeah, you want to be like James Chen for sure. Uh, thank you, Winso. Um, I mean, Mike Lee, that's what Watson has told me, so. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to CEO, let's just put it that way. You definitely didn't see me on that commentator list. 
You didn't see me on that commentary list, so um, alrighty then. Uh, I did start a little half hour late today, so I'm probably gonna go ahead and end it at the end the stream at this point. So yeah, so I mean, I think Street Fighter VI is in a really good position right now. Uh, you know, obviously it's still very early on. You know, the honeymoon period being over is a good thing. Uh, because now we can look at the game from a more critical standpoint as long as we're judging it, you know, as a means to want it to be better. I think that's a good way to go. So in any case, thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys uh, enjoy this. Maybe I will do a week four tier list <laughs> as uh, Forrest suggests in the chat. Uh, but uh, again, you know, hope you guys enjoy my thoughts on the game and hearing my take on a lot of things because it's very different than a lot of other people because I have been here for so long so i hope you guys have enjoyed all of that and um you know the day that this podcast uh, you know graced your ears my cat is lying down it was the most important day of your life <laughs> but for me it was tuesday <laughs>